hopefully y'all have had a blessed day up in the quality a little bit the audio i think is going to be about the same if we can turn this just a hair without moving too much stuff but i wanted to really just talk about the drag show again i know but it's one of the most it's the craziest thing going on in my town right now it is something that is the first monet there's monetary uh thought and they're actually spending money on this and and not only is this just a a pride thing you know they've they've had different pride things here in san angelo but it's been like a pride picnic or walk this is rather uh, again they're making money off of this. this is a nonprofit making a money and i want to talk about this because we had one today this is as the time of recording this i'm about to actually and we're going to record this and go to the very last showing the eight o'clock one we're actually going to go earlier to give out the tracks and everything but they had three performances as i've mentioned earlier it's held by b theater and I went to the last one yesterday. It was actually raining cats and dogs. It still went. That wasn't going to stop me. And gave out tons of Bibles. It was, it was a great time. And then as well today, gave out tons of uh, Bibles and uh, tracks. Um, and it really was a blessing to be able to do all of this to show people really what is love. You know, this is what the title, this is what the thumbnail, this is what, what this is going to be talking about, because what is love? I think you really have to come back to understanding that what is love? Is love just simply a feeling that we have? Is love just simply an emotion? Is it what is? What is love? Because when we come into relationship with God we see what real love is drag and homosexuality and these lgbtq and and this whole community has been lied to under the guise of love it's actually one of their sort of main points they say yeah love and accepting of every person that's what they foist and push all the time but what is love we have to come back to that fundamental thing to see what it actually is what are they pursuing they're pursuing love but what is the love they're talking about what the love they're talking about is very different from biblical love it's an emotion it's what you feel it's what you desire to do and actually with that it is actually the opposite of christianity and biblical defined love reason is the bible says Love isn't just a feeling. It's not just a thought. It's not just an emotion or a desire. But rather love, God is love. And what does that mean? Right? Because the world tells you love is an emotion. Oh, that those little butterflies I get. What I feel, my desires. When the Bible says, no, your desires are wicked. Those desires that you may think are love and may think are good are actually wicked. They're sinful. And the love biblically that we see is to love God. And again, I said God is love, but I want to get into that. What is, what is, what does that mean? What does it mean that God is love? God is love means 
that God first loved us. It means that God loves you so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, sent him to the earth to die on the cross for your sins. That was his showing of love. And you noticed, again, it's an action. He showed his love through that and many other miracles and things that he did. Not just that, but that's one of the ultimate things that he showed his love in through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. But it's an action. It's not just a desire. If love is simply an, a desire or a feeling that you have, then it means little. It doesn't actually mean anything. If I say I love my mom, but never help her out with anything, never do anything for her, never sit down and eat with her, never visit her, nothing ever happens between our relationship and I say I love her, well, it's a lie. It's fake. It's manufactured. It is but a lie of love it's under the facade of love but no actions are being taken and that's what biblical love is it is to choose it is to choose to put a person's needs and desires above your own and not just needs and des uh, desires and you know talking about that worldly way but their needs and their desires for righteousness, for good things. When you truly care about them, you want what's best for them, and you'll do steps and actions to do what's best for them. Not what simply they want, but what's best for them. You are self-sacrificially self giving yourself for them. You're putting them in front of you, their, their thoughts and what they want in front of you it's to take action and we see this ultimately in the action of jesus christ he came he took action died on the cross for us and took of, took us of our sins it was something and again this goes to that point of not simply what they want what but what is best for them Christ could have came and affirmed everybody in their own sins, but that's not what's best for them. That would be affirm <clears throat> that would be affirming <clears throat> excuse me, that would be affirming other people to their death, to eternal damnation. And Christ said, No, I'm coming to to do what's best for you. Not what you think's best, but to do what's best for you. Which is you've are dead in your sins and I'm going to give you eternal life by dying on the cross for your sins. It's taking action and not just feelings and emotions. If Christ were to came down and just simply said, I love everybody, I'm, I am love, this is love. No, that wouldn't be anything. That would just be saying it. It even says in the scriptures, there's no greater love than this than for a brother to lay down his life for a friend or for you to lay down your life for a friend. There's no greater love than this. Because what is that? That's an action, not simply a desire. And again, we see that ultimately with Jesus Christ. Love is to want and to do what is best for that person. Not what they think is best. Not what they want, but what is actually good for them. Which how do we know what is good? We look in the Bible. We see to do what is good for somebody, what's best for them, is to not affirm them in sin. 
is to not affirm them in delusions. It is to tell them the truth in love, but to tell them the truth. That is love. That is to love somebody. It is to want and to do what is best for that person, not what you think it is, but having that ultimate standard in morality, which is the Bible, which is the holy word of God. That is, tells us that there are these things that lead to death, and that's sin. Sin leads to death. So when we affirm people, we're not loving them. We're affirming them to their death. That is not to love somebody. That is the opposite. That is to hate somebody. And when we understand that, that love is not affirming people in their own sin, but rather giving them truth, showing them the way to eternal salvation. When we understand that, it opens up your eyes and you see that this LGBTQ, this pride month, all of these things, it's not love. It's under the guise of love, but not love. It's affirming people to death and to destruction and damnation. Ultimately, we have to understand if you want to love somebody, you tell them the truth. You give them the truth, which is the holy word of God. You tell them that you may feel this way, your desires may be this way, but God has a better plan for you. And that plan is to turn away from your sins, to trust in Jesus Christ, to turn from death to life. That is love. It is to love somebody is to put, is to want what's best for them and to tell them the truth and to do what's best for them. And again, not what we think. We can, our emotions, our desires, our feelings, our thoughts are wicked, but what is actually best for them? Again, the standard being the Bible. If we go off the standards of the world of what that love is, it can be anything. We make up new standards all the time. They change, they fluctuate, depending on culture, society, what's going on. But the standard of the Bible will never change because it is the word of God, and the word of God is immutable. It will never change because God has never changed. His character stays the same for us, and we see he has always loved us. And he doesn't just say it, he does it, he shows it. And he has shown it in his son who has died on the cross for your sins, that you may have life abundantly, that you may turn from death, spiritual death, and I would say physical death, being a homosexual and those things like that, those health complications, and you could literally die. He wants you to turn from that to life, to everlasting life, to being in communion with him because he loves you more than anybody else. And he has showed you that he doesn't want damnation for you. He doesn't want you to be in the lake of fire. He wants you to be in eternal joy and happiness and glory with him in heaven. That is love. When the father sent his only son, that was one of the pinnacle moments that we can look back to see the love of God. And moreover, what does it look like to love? To love is when you obey his commandments. The Lord said, those who love me will obey my commandments. And that means to, when you look at the commandments, 
It is to be good. It is to love your neighbor as yourself, right? Paul says, and he's quoting Leviticus, ultimately says the law is summed up in this, to love your neighbor as yourself. And again, that goes back to not putting what they want or even what you want, but to do what's best for them. When you love somebody as yourself, then you're going to care for them. And if you yourself are saved, then you would say, yeah, I'm saved and I want you to be saved too. So I'm going to show you that truth. I'm going to not going to affirm you in delusion, but I'm going to show you the truth, which is you're dead in your sins. And you need to come from death to life this day. So that's what I would say. That is love. It's not a feeling. It's not a desire because God just doesn't have desires or feelings for it. He has action and he does actions. He's done and we oftentimes can't think, oh, what has God done for me? God has done so much for you in your life. If you have breath still in you, God has worked in your life. God has saved me from so many things and helped me in so many ways. And the hand of God is in your life, whether you know it or not. But ultimately, you want to look at what God has done for you. He has secured your eternal salvation in him by the finished work of his son that he sent down to die for you. There's no greater love than that. I just want to say that that is love. It's not a feeling. It's not a desire. It's not what you want. It's not what you think, who you are. It's not what you find happiness in. It is God. God is love because he's thought about you and he has planned from the beginning of time before you were even a thought. He was thinking about you and how to save you from your sins, how to save you from hellfire. to bring you from that to life, to glory, to eternal joy with him. That is love. And when we understand that is that telling people the truth is love, not affirming delusions. So that's what I just wanted to say with all these drag things because we have to understand what love is. It's not a feeling, it's not a desire, it's action. And God has taken action for us. He has secured our salvation through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who was truly man and truly God, and he died on the cross for your sins, that is the most loving thing you can tell to anybody. Beyond affirming, beyond a gift, is to tell them to turn from death to life. And I would encourage every Christian out there to do that. Because again, if you love your neighbor as yourself, which is your neighbor is anybody, then you would want them to be saved like you. So I'm going to tell that to every Christian and to every person that is not saved. God has secured your salvation. He has died on the cross for every mistake, every sin, every wickedness that you have done. He has saved you from that. And he has saved me from that. He has saved me from my own wickedness. And that is why I love God. For God has saved me from my sins and from your sins and from everybody's sins through the finished work of Jesus Christ. So I'll just say I'll end it off like that and um, be praying for these people. We need to love on these people and show them the true love of Christ, which is him dying on the cross for you. That's the pinnacle. That's what we can see. Again, Scripture says no greater love than that, than him to, then for him to let, I'm butchering it, no greater love than this for one to lay down his life for a friend. And then later in, we see in that passage, Christ calls his disciples his friends because that's who he was talking to. So he said, hey, there's no greater love than that. And then boom, I did it. It wasn't just talk. And he did that for you. And for every sin that you've done, every wickedness, 
He has saved you. So turn from death to life this day. Trust in Jesus Christ, him dying on the cross for your sins. Repent of your sins and trust in him this day. As always, be praying for these people, everybody in the LGBT community. I don't hate any of them. I love them, but I just do not agree with their lifestyle because that is a lifestyle that leads to hell and damnation and sadness and depression and disease. It is not a fulfilling or happy or good life that follows the LGBT community. Suicide, I'm going to give them the truth so they can be set free from those things. And every Christian, you should do that as well. I'll tell anybody that's watching that's not a Christian. Jesus loves you, and just turn to him, for he has secured your salvation. I hope you enjoyed this. With that being said, think about yourself less, and think about God a whole lot more. Take it easy.